The Strange Places podcast is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is a music label for truly independent artists. They will distribute and share your music on every streaming platform the internet has to offer. And the best part is that you keep all of your royalties. In fact, DistroKid has made history, marking the first time that an artist on the charts made 100% of their earnings. This is the music industry's worst nightmare, giving indie artists complete control over their art. For only 20 bucks a year, you can upload unlimited music, and with the split feature, you can split a percentage of the earnings to your bandmates. If you click the affiliate link in this episode's description, you get 7% off the first year. But did I mention that after that, it's only 20 bucks a freaking year? I've been a musician for a long time. My music is heard all over the world, and yours should be too. Click the link in this episode's description to not only support Strange Places, but put control of your own music back into your hands. No contracts, no hidden clauses, no lovely coin men in their lovely, lovely suits. Thanks to DistroKid for being a sponsor and giving this old dog an audience. Shoemate the Third here, and welcome back to another episode of Strange Places. This podcast is brought to you by Asylum 817 Productions, Spotify, and DistroKid. This, uh, we got a lot to unpack on this one. You might be a little confused by the title. So I think the best thing to do is just to jump into it. Where are we going this week? Well, (laughs) we may be going to the moon. Yeah, let me explain. Apollo 20. A United States lunar mission that on the books never happened it got canceled at the height of lunar exploration well i mean that (laughs) may depend on who you ask officially the 1972 apollo 17 mission was the last mission to the moon or so the official story goes but some believe that not only the project continued as far as into the 1980s possibly but one of the missions in particular apollo 20 could have made the most important discovery in human history. The discovery of a woman, human in appearance, inside a derelict spaceship. The Apollo 20 mission. It remains one of the most mysterious and controversial topics in space exploration history. Allegations of the discovery of a humanoid woman on the moon during this alleged moon mission have stirred both fascination and skepticism among the public and researchers alike, everybody. There is an intricate web of claims, counterclaims, video evidence. Yeah, I said video evidence, which I will link in this episode's description. And the purported state of the body discovered, offering a comprehensive overview of what believers and skeptics say about Apollo 20. The alleged mission details suggest that Apollo 20 was a top secret mission conducted by NASA in cooperation with other government agencies, including the CIA. They claim that it aimed to explore a region of the moon known as Deporti Isak and investigate anomalous structures by groups of people deeply analyzing photos of the lunar surface before they were released to the public. One of the central claims 
made by proponents of Apollo 20 is the discovery of a humanoid woman on the lunar surface. No documentation or writings can be found or were not mentioned, but what has circulated is that the astronauts named her Mona Lisa. They suggest that video evidence which emerged online in 2007 supports this assertion. According to these accounts, the woman was found inside a crashed spaceship or base. Believers speculate that the discovery of the humanoid woman may indicate the existence of an advanced alien civilization that once inhabited the moon. They raise questions about the purpose of the mission and its implications for our understanding of extraterrestrial life. Now, you know, we look at both sides of everything. And I would be remiss if I didn't do that in every case. Skeptics. They raise significant doubts about the authenticity of the Apollo 20 mission and the associated video evidence, which I said, you know, again, I'll link. It's a YouTube video. Well, yeah, the only place I could find it was on YouTube. Easiest place to find it, too. <clears throat> Excuse me. They argue that there is no verifiable official documentation or credible sources to support the existence of such a mission. The primary reason skeptics question the video's authenticity include the following. Lack of official verification. One of the most significant concerns among skeptics is the absence of any official verification from NASA or any other reputable space agency. They find it highly improbable that a mission of such magnitude, if it had indeed taken place, could remain hidden for decades without any credible leaks or official acknowledgement at all. They also say inconsistencies in the video footage. Uh, skeptics, from what I gathered in my research, they meticulously analyze the video footage associated with Apollo 20 and point out numerous inconsistencies and anomalies, or so they say. And this led to doing me doing my own research. These include discrepancies in lighting conditions, shadows, camera angles that suggest possible tampering. Additionally, skeptics question the overall quality and resolution of the footage, which they argue is inconsistent with the technology available during the early 70s. That's why, doesn't that sound a little vague to you? I mean, that's why I wanted to launch kind of my own investigation into the footage itself. Clear my head of everything. I didn't want to base, I didn't want to go in with, a, with something already decided in my head. You know what I mean? I wanted to go in taking everything out of my head and I'll, I'll get to that. They question the source of reliability. Another key point of contention is the reliability of the sources presenting the video evidence, right? Skeptics argue that many of these sources are anonymous or lack credibility, making it difficult to independently verify the authenticity of the materials. Without proper attribution to verifiable sources, the video's credibility remains in question. They also say scientific feasibility concerns Skeptics emphasize the practical challenges and scientific feasibility issues associated with the secret mission to the moon. They question how such a mission could have been organized, funded, executed without detection, particularly during a time when the space race was still under intense international scrutiny. Comparisons to known hoaxes. Skeptics draw parallels between the Apollo 20 claims and various known hoaxes and conspiracy theories related to space exploration that we already have. They argue that the lack of credible evidence and the similarity to other unfound claims cast further doubt on its you know, validity. Skeptics approach the Apollo 20 claims with a pretty critical eye, which they should. 
highlighting inconsistencies in the video evidence, pretty vague, but the absence of official confirmation, questionable credibility. I mean, these concerns collectively, I think, contribute to their skepticism, their hesitation to accept the alleged mission as a factual event in space exploration history. And we'll get into the nitty gritty of the video here in a minute. I'm just giving you kind of a rundown. The video evidence purportedly associated with the Apollo 20 consists of shaky, low-resolution footage showing the lunar surface and then the alleged discovery site. Believers claim that this footage reveals the humanoid woman and her surroundings. Descriptions of the humanoid woman found on the moon vary among sources, but I think the video speaks for itself. Some claim, because it, it is a little hard to see, but some claim said she had a perfectly preserved body. I mean, you can see it well enough. <laughs> it's, um, <clears throat> I mean, if it is real extraterrestrial footage, it's the best I've ever seen. Others suggest she was in a state of mummification. Skeptics often point out the lack of concrete evidence to support either. Proponents of Apollo 20 assert that their lunar site also contained advanced technological equipment and artifacts that suggest a technologically advanced civilization. Skeptics argue that these claims are based on unverified assumptions and misinterpretation. Now the video. I'll get to, uh, well, let me save that. For, let me tell you something else real quick. I mean, researching the Apollo 20 mission proves ch challenging to say the least. I mean, due to the scarcity of credible sources, the absence of official records and the reliance on unverified accounts hinder efforts big time. I mean, this was a tough one. The contradictory nature of testimonies from alleged participants, whistleblowers. I mean, there's a complexity to this. Sorting fact from fiction is daunting. <laughs> I'll just say that word, daunting. The absence of tangible, independently verifiable evidence, such as official documents, lunar samples, advanced technology from the mission. We have nothing except the video. Now, I watched the video quite a few times, as you can imagine. I've been researching this thing ever since I hit stop on the previous episode of <laughs> Strange Places. All week I've been researching this thing. And it's consistent, I think, with the video footage that we had at the time and the cameras that they used. Everything looks legit. It's really hard to fake the inside of a lunar, you know, a lunar module, a lander. It's extremely difficult to do. All of the uniforms look legitimate. The backgrounds outside the windows, I mean, if it's fake, it's damn well done. Now we get to the, the meat and potatoes of the thing. There were photos before there was video of this woman laying in what appears to be a suspended state with bone-like apparatuses on her face. I can't describe what they are or what they're doing, but it looks like... It's keeping her, like, it just looks like bone. It's it's not growing out of her, but it looks like they just place these things on her face to keep her eyes closed and her mouth closed. I mean, there's these apparatuses on her. Due to the dark markings, which appear to look like bruises to me around the eyes and especially the mouth, it looks like that these protrusions or uh, placements, um, additions, surgical implant, whatever they were, Looks like they left quite a few marks on the face, which look like kind of bruises to me or dirt. You know, it's, it's hard to tell. The woman, anatomy-wise, looks like a woman. She has breasts. They move down, hint of a navel, 
hint of a pubic region. We don't see that much. It kind of stops a little bit below the navel. But she looks like a human woman. Dark spot on her head, which God knows what that could be. The marks around the mouth, the marks around the eyes, which are consistent with those things that were put on her face. These bone-like uh, apparatuses. That She does appear to be in suspended an animation. Her skin looks a bit waxy. Right at the top of it, I thought, okay, this looks kind of fake. The body does. But <laughs> researching what I've researched on this show, unfortunately, seen quite a few dead bodies, seen quite a few in the stages of petrification, mummification, all that. And I got to say, this looks pretty par for the course, you know, as far as like mummification goes. I know nothing about cryogenic storage <laughs> or about suspended animation or anything like that, but it's really hard to tell if this body was faked or not. This thing looks pretty damn convincing. This looks like a human female, but not quite. It's really bizarre video. Very, very short. But as I dove down this rabbit hole, I watched it quite a few times. I started becoming convinced that there was something going on here. And I didn't know what it was. It was just like this itch. Like, uh, what I'm seeing isn't what I'm seeing. There's something not right. And I didn't know if it was... You know, the truly extraterrestrial portion of it, which we've proven on the show. Extraterrestrials are a thing. I think we've made a more than compelling case for it. In fact, listen to the Roswell episode. I think we have the smoking fucking gun that nobody notices. But anyway, aside from that, I just felt that. Like I felt with the Roswell thing. And I didn't know which direction it was going. Is this fake or is this legitimate? I just felt, you know... When you research this stuff, you've got to trust your instinct, man. Your common sense, your instinct, you got to. And something kept telling me, something ain't right here. There's something below the surface that I'm not seeing. And then I found something. An article that stated the same Mona Lisa figure appears in the background of a book by French author Thierry Speth called Apollo 20, The Unknown Mission. And... It's a still that he could have taken from the video or whatever. I Initially, I paid it no mind, but I was like, you know what? This is, even if this doesn't prove anything or if this at least gets me, should get me in the ballpark of where I need to be. I have to look at every angle, right? I'm glad I did. The book's contents match the narrative present in the video shared on social media, including the character names and themes of a starship on the dark side of the moon, containing an extraterrestrial during the alleged Apollo 20 mission. At this point, my heart kind of started to sink. You know, I was like, damn it. This guy's just talking about what we already know. However, the real Apollo 20 mission, if you look at the books anyway, what's official, quote unquote, scheduled to fly to the moon was canceled in 1970 due to tighten federal budgets along with 18, 19, according to NASA, right? Brian Odom, NASA's chief historian, also confirmed the cancellation of the Apollo 20 mission and told Reuters that no figure, sarcophagus, or anything of the sort has been found on the moon during any NASA mission. Of course they would say that. That doesn't weigh into my decision whatsoever. <laughs> but, you know, just thought I'd mention it. He added that there's no evidence to substantiate the claim that a figure named Mona Lisa was found on the moon. If I was NASA, I'd probably say the same thing. Speth apparently, you know, the filmmaker, the writer, 
Oh, yeah, he's a filmmaker, too, by the way, which kind of raised an eyebrow. <clears throat> That's when I kind of started going, hmm, okay. <laughs> but this Speth guy, he apparently, what some people are saying, created the Apollo 20 mission and its findings as a hoax. And in page five of the book, he wrote, the story may be a fiction. May be a fiction. What an odd choice of words. Some public names may appear, but any resemblance with people or situations having existed or, occur, or, or occurred is purely coincidental. Speth runs a Facebook group for the book, and its about section says, Apollo 20 is a story written partially in 06. It's intended to be a collaborative movie. He also shared film strips of the Mona Lisa to that group that matched the footage to the viral video. This guy straight out came and said, yeah, I made a little kind of indie film, you know. He said he had the goods. So I started really looking into this guy because that video footage is pretty damn good. And it was nearly at the tail end of my research, you know, when I found out about this cat. So I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm scrambling because I had nothing up until just like last night. I'm like, what am I going to do? You know, I have nothing. I found a, I found a post floating around online he shared a link to an interview he did about Apollo 20. And I'll link that too. In the interview, Speth says he's the creator of the hoax and uploaded a series of videos on April Fool's Day in 2007, which bugged me because the first mention of this video was not in April Fool's Day. It was in 07, but not April Fool's Day, unless it was so obscure that even the Wayback Machine couldn't catch it, which I've seen and acknowledges that he was able to fool people into thinking the contents were true. Fine and dandy, but where's the meat? You know what I mean? I think... I like how Joe Rogan put it. He said there's very few accounts that are verifiable and may in fact be true. But there's a lot of people who, I wouldn't say are crazy. They're just... They want so much to be a part of this lore, right? They want so much to be a part of this history that they just come up with stuff. I could never make a hoax myself. I just got too much of a, I don't know. I got too much of a conscience for that. If I were to fuck with people, I would, I don't know. Number one, I really, I just, I have too much of a conscience to do that. Number two, if I were to fuck with people, I would do something in which I got something out of it, right? If you hoax something, who are you going to tell about it? You just sit back in your easy chair, you know, sipping a margarita, feeling like the king of the universe. That doesn't make sense to me, but some people are like that. So he wanted the movie to seem as believable as possible by combining real footage from NASA with fabricated images and clips to create an illusion that the Apollo 20 mission happened. Again, I've seen this before. People really wanting to be a part of this whole thing. So I'm like, okay, I'll believe you if you show me something. I need something. Now about the footage. I compared that, what he was sharing, to the video. And as much as I want this video to be real, man, my heart started breaking very slowly. <laughs> it appears that the lunar module in the short film clips is actually footage of the Apollo 17 command module, just edited very cleverly. Let me tell you how I found out. There are not just similarities, but downright impossible coincidences, okay? Hatch designs being identical, wear and tear in the same exact spots, 
down to, and what really clenched it for me, a piece of tape on the wall over a button. So what are you telling me? That this button was defective and everyone... The, the coincidence is mind-blowing. Same piece of tape over the same button. Tape was in the same angle, hastily kind of put on there. I mean, hopefully by now you will have realized that the reason the two match is because they are the same. And the, this being overlooked is crazy. It seems like nobody noticed this. The reason that the hinge on the lander appears the way it does... In the Apollo 20 video, the wear appears as it does in the same exact spots. It's because it was open when whoever made the film stood in front of the open hatch at where? Because you think to yourself, how the hell is any filmmaker going to get a hold of a, <laughs> of a moon lander? Well, turns out you kind of can. And this is what threw me for a loop. This was something that it kind of boxed me in. I was like, okay, I don't know how we faked it. You cannot fake a lander. You can't fake it. So this whole time I'm thinking, did they reuse the Apollo 17 thing? Did they, you know, and I was starting to kind of lean on that. Maybe they reused the Apollo 17, you know, um, lunar lander. That's not outside the realm of possibility. That's why that tape is still on the wall, right? But then I did some more digging and found out, yeah, you could totally film this Apollo 17 lander. Why? Because it's at Johnson Space Center. <laughs> it's on display. Not only that, it's actually the Apollo 17 module. So, the more I watched it, I mean, the coincidences, it's just nuts. Somebody mixed actual footage and filmed the CM, the module, while it was on display. I couldn't prove that 100% because, you know, they could have reused the Apollo 17 one. But by the time this guy said he made the film, the Apollo 17 module was already on display. And how brilliant. This guy smuggles like an old Super 8 kind of camera thing in there, shoots some quick footage of the thing because it would make it so convincing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hell, they even may have gotten to walk into it and Gorilla filmed some stuff, you know, smuggled the camera in there. I'm thinking, yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. More believable is that they reused the Apollo 17 module. I was still leaning on that. But now for the kill shot. The man who supposedly filmed the intended prank, Theory Speth, not only sat down for an interview a while back and talked about the whole thing, and I want you to keep an open mind here, just because he said he did it, and sat down for an interview and explained how he did it and all that stuff, we can't put stock into that because we have no proof either way, right? Because you get people coming forward all the time. I want to see some proof. So still, I'm thinking this could be, you know, true, and it very well might. He sat down for an interview. Yeah, you could argue that the guy's full of shit or wanting to be a part of it, but then <laughs> he's asked her in the interview if he still has the prop of the woman. And guess what? Yep, he whooped the thing out. Not only that, he presented it on camera, showed it in intense scrutiny, moved it around, showed the guy interviewing him. This mixed with the amazingly accurate footage that almost slipped me until I noticed that tape on the wall that matched the Apollo 17 CM. Kind of funny that I just by coincidence, you, <laughs> how I did it was, 
I wanted to see, you know, like, um, obviously it's really hard to get your, get a hold of, uh, you know, Apollo 17 landing module, right? <laughs> so the only one that I could have reference to was Apollo 17. I could look at pictures of it from the Johnson Space Center. We have tourists taking photos of it. We got nice, high-definition photos of this thing by people going and visiting this at Johnson Space Center, right? I compared it to the Apollo 17. That's what I based it off of. So kind of funny, just by coincidence, I used the Apollo 17 CM photos as a reference to the video footage, and I started seeing wear and tear in the same spots. By no means was I the first to discover this, but I'm kind of proud of myself because I didn't know that, the, you know, other people had done that too. And eventually I did see an article saying the same thing. But he whooped out the prop of the woman. And... If if you were to fake something like that, you better <laughs> you need to work in Hollywood, man, because he nailed that thing. <laughs> it looks great. But then I started thinking, okay, he put this thing on the cover of his book, right? So I'm looking at the photographs, the footage and all that, and I found something that just blew my mind. The photo on the front of this guy's book was at a different angle than the photos and video that we have. So that means Either this guy held on to some footage that he didn't release, right? Or he has this thing on his own and can take a picture of it whenever he wants to. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? He could be full of shit, yeah, but it's obvious that he has photos of this thing that we don't have, that, you know, the public did not have. Because he had a unique angle that nobody's seen. What does that tell you? That tells you that he has access to this woman whenever he wants because, you know, it's a prop. I gotta say it, but this sucker is debunked to all holy hell. The prop would be the most well-reproduced prop ever that only people like NASA and our government could commission that dead on on short notice. And it could be a fake group, but that coupled with the footage, that's two very hard strikes against it. Honestly, I think the footage debunks it alone. I mean, the filming, uh, the filmmaker appears as though he knows his shit. He appears sincere about his intentions, be they a bit nefarious and ill-intentioned, you know, deceiving people like that. Like I said, making a hoax, that's not something I could morally do. But if you lump all this together, what do we have? We have this writer, this filmmaker who comes out of nowhere saying that, oh, he faked the whole thing, says it's on April Fool's Day. No, it wasn't. But, you know, he said that it was. So he may be right. The Internet, it may just be lost to history, that original post or whatever. He presents a book that he'd written about it. And he's a little vague and mysterious and ominous with his description words. But the front of the cover presents an angle that wasn't in the footage at all. What does that tell you? That tells you that this guy has some footage that we haven't seen, that nobody's discovered yet. That's one check mark on his side. <laughs> And the amazingly accurate lander inside the module, call it a CM, matching the Apollo 17 module perfectly, wear and tear in the same exact spots, the tape on it. Tell me something. If you had a non-functioning button, right, and you wanted to reuse the Apollo 17 lunar module, 
Don't you think you would probably fix that button? You're going to send people up into space with tape, you know, <laughs> covering a button. It just points all in the direction that this thing is, it was indeed hoaxed. As much as I do not want it to be. And then this guy whoops out the face. He, he just had like the, the head portion. Whoops out the head portion during an interview. Nice video quality. Yeah, you can see it. And I got to say, man, it's identical. So if this guy faked this thing, you got to look at it this way too. Because some people have said this. This was a legitimate thing that actually happened. And he made this reproduction of the woman. Took the photos at different angles and, you know, all that stuff. And this was an event that actually occurred. I'm not buying it. I think everything lumped together. I do feel confident enough to safely say we can debunk this thing. I think he went to Johnson Space Center, filmed the outside and the inside of the Apollo 17 lunar module, the lander, and produced some really damn good footage of it. Maybe he snuck a camera in or he asked if he could, you know, film with this old Super 8 camera, you know, or whatever. Or, you know, the old kind of Westinghouse style cameras is what it looks like. I mean, it's, it, for this thing to be legitimate, I mean, you've really got to do some major stretching. I think we have more on this guy's side of it being a hoax than we have anything else. There's just too much on his side. As I said, the more I analyzed the footage, the more I looked into this guy, my heart was breaking very slowly. I, there's a part of me that did want this to be real. Because we've proven that extraterrestrials are a legitimate phenomenon. I don't know what they are. I don't know where they came from. I don't know why they're visiting us here. I don't know any of that. I do think there are some striking similarities. And maybe, maybe one day I'll explain what I think they are. You may have heard the theory before as to what extraterrestrials may be. I guarantee it. But I have a few different common sense kind of takes on it that may perk your ears up a bit. Maybe someday I'll talk about it on this show. I don't want to turn into, a, you know, a Whitley Strieber kind of podcast. <laughs> we'll examine Whitley Strieber eventually. But there's some things that boy says where I'm just like, okay, if you would just shut up, we'd probably believe you. <laughs> and he may be telling the truth. I don't know. But, uh, you know, some people, it's just like, even if they're telling the truth, maybe I just want to pat them on the shoulder and be like, look. If you're really legit, maybe you should just like not talk anymore. <laughs> Willie Strieber is one of them. And he, you know, I'm not debunking him. He may be completely legitimate. But there's just so much on the side of this being hoaxed. This being a project of somebody. A book, a little film that he released on the internet. But I need to put aside my disbelief. Or my unbelief that... Someone would just do this just for their own sake. I'm glad that he came out and said it was a hoax. That's that's good. But he let this thing sit since 2007. This interview was only a few years ago, very recently. I just don't get it. If I were to hoax anything, if I were to put that much effort into something, I would want something out of it. You know, that's why I don't understand that. I don't get it. But some people, they just, I don't know. They do it for their own self-vilification or whatever. It's just, they, 
I don't think that way. If I put effort into something, I want something out of it. You know, I want some at least exposure or notoriety or whatever. Because he could have sold a hell of a lot more copies of that book. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's just kind of, it's just kind of dumb business decision, especially if you have a book to fall back on. You know what I mean? Something that you want to make money. But there's just too much there pointing toward this is a hoax. This isn't real. I'm going to keep diving into the Apollo thing and we'll revisit it here and there because there may have been more Apollo missions. And that's something that kind of piqued my interest. I don't want to do, you know, a whole uh, <laughs> block of UFO stuff. I try to mix it up here as much as possible. We don't want to do too many alien stories in a row and too many uh, ghost stories in a row or too many, you know, strange places, <laughs> actual places. I know it's called strange places, but we don't want to do too many of the same thing in a row, right? So I try to mix it up. But I'm going to keep the Apollo missions thing under my hat because I do think that's worth exploring. Why we didn't go back. Why we canceled the Apollo missions and why there's just been nothing. I mean, you don't, <laughs> it, it's just, it, it's, it was so abrupt. And the reasons that NASA gave us are a little weak. So I'll keep that under my hat for now. We'll revisit it. But anyway, guys, that is all I got. So yeah, sorry to say, debunked. But let me know what you think, huh? Check out the video footage. I'll link the interview and the footage to the supposed, um, you know, Alien Mona Lisa video. Check it out. And that's all, friends. Special thanks to this week's sponsors who make the show possible. Make sure to check out the link to our Patreon page in this episode's description, where as little as $1 a month, you can get everything from bonus episodes, ad-free episodes, giveaways of certain tiers, outtakes, bloopers, a podcast just for the patrons that I call After Hours. It's, uh, it's pretty cool. You would dig it. Special thanks to the patrons, by the way, the Kunkel Homestead YouTube channel, Donald Haynes, Dillagaff, my man. Kristen Belt. Kristen, it's nice to have you back. And yeah, that is everything we have. Now, are we ever going to run out of strange places to talk about? I don't think so. Because every town has a strange place, and maybe one day, we'll visit yours. <laughs> <laughs>